0: Hello there. Welcome to the Beloved Son Ministry Show, where we who were once only the prodigal children now dare believe that we really are the beloved children of the Father, this Father who has loved us with an everlasting love. So now let us come together, yes, in all of our brokenness, and all of our woundedness, but also in all of our belovedness, to share with one another impact God has had on our lives and the impact that he continues to have in our lives so that our curses may become crosses and our crosses may truly become blessings. So welcome home, my beloved brothers and sisters. art, or the gift, rather, of receiving. So this is the second video to the live session that will conclude the, uh, this week. So And then let us begin with a prayer in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, our Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for the gift of even our stumbling, of our straying away, and of our lost. Because it's because it is only in those struggles, in those losts, that we are able to come to see how much we are really loved. We thank you for that. We ask you to watch over all those who are sick, all those who are suffering from the coronavirus, and those who care for them. We also to be with those who have strayed away, for those who feel lost, for those who feel abandoned, for those who feel they can no longer return to you. Because of the great sinfulness. May they always know your love. And may they always know your mercy. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we'll come back. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, yesterday, we introduced the theme of uh, being lost in a gift of... Of receiving and we talked a little bit about Exodus when Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt which is a place of sin and brought them through the Red Sea but before that we read the little passage before that where we're told that even though there was a a nearer path to where our Lord wanted to lead the people he rerouted it and brought them through the, the wilderness. And it was because he was afraid that the Israelites would become scared when they saw the people coming charging at them. And they were and they might be afraid to fight and they would run back to Egypt and return to their slavery. And so God rerouted. He rerouted. And we're told that God was with them during the daytime by a column of cloud to direct them, and also at night by a column of fire so that they can see and have light. Now yesterday, I asked you to keep in mind this this notion of... um, Let me read it again. The Lord preceded them in the daytime by means of a column of cloud to show them the way, and at night by means of a column of fire to give them light. Thus they could travel both day and night. Neither the column of cloud by day, nor the column of night by fire but a fire by night ever left its place in front of the people. I ask you to don't forget this verse. Thus they could travel both day and night. In our world today, in, in our society, we often hear people say, What's your day job? What's your day job? or in a joke, when you let's say show off what you think is a talent by singing, and someone say, "Well, you know, I I, I keep your day job if I were you, right?" This day job notion, and some folks might have night jobs, right? Maybe they 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 work part time at um, a, a, a a different um, place of work in the evenings for some extra income. So we have day jobs and night jobs. And, 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 and sometimes, you know, when I go out with my friends, right, there's, there's no shop talk. There's no, um, there's no work, no talking about work. Especially if we have, you know, the girlfriends or the wives, or, not, not me, um, um, with, with us, you know, oh, you know, let's not talk about work, right? Um, but here we, we hear our Lord through the scriptures say, because they had that cloud uh, by day, and the column of fire by night, thus they could travel both day and night. That this journey that they were on, is not a job, it's not a vacation, right? But it's their life. Both day and night they must travel. Similarly, in our journey of faith, it must be walked both day and night. That our journey of faith and the journey that we have been called to take isn't isn't something that we do from 9 to 5 or once a week, but that it is both day and night, nonstop. But the Israelites, they didn't like that. They complained. Oh, why bring us out here to starve? Why'd you this? Why'd you that? Complaining and complaining and complaining. because they saw this as a job. Perhaps the Israelites saw this as being enslaved by the Egyptians and now being enslaved by God. And that's why they would rather be slaves to Egypt, at least they would have meat and food and die at their hands, than they would rather be you here, die from starvation, as what they think would happen because they had no food. You see, the Israelites were lost. Their slavery by the Egyptians has caused them to, to be completely lost. They forgot who God was and who God is. And so they only worked for food that would nourish what you know they thought they needed. Meat, water, bread. So if you didn't have water, bread, or food, then no, I'm not following you. That's starvation. That's not worth it. That's not worth it. Maybe that's why they were the, the way they were. They were unwilling. Because they didn't know what they could get out of it. Because life in Egypt had taught them that no one will care for you. If you don't care for yourself. And how about ourselves? Do we see the Christian life as a chore, as a job? Do we see this life of faith, this journey of faith, as something imposed on us? And so that is why we want to be like the younger son and go off in a distant country, to find our own freedom, to mix something of our own selves, to be somebody Is that why? Because we see that this faith, this religion, is nothing but a job. It is nothing but slavery and bondage to a God who just controls your life. Perhaps that's why the younger son wanted to leave. because he saw the life that he had at home he saw it as restrictive. He saw it as a chore. He saw it as something he was forced into. And so he said, to hell with you! Give me my inheritance and I want to go. And he did. And the father didn't stop him. The father didn't stop him because not because he didn't love him but because he loved him enough to be able to let go and let this son learn from his mistakes so that the son may truly come to know who he is and who he has been called to be. think a little bit, just a little imagination. Let's think about what the younger son's life might have been like at the father's home. We're told that, you know, we can infer and, and, and think that this was a wealthy family. I mean, to divide a property? To have workers? Who, have, who had more than enough to eat. They must have been a very wealthy family. So this younger son probably didn't need to work much for his food. And yet, somehow, he felt that he needed to break away and to make something of himself. Now, I bring up this point because about the younger son's life before we came to read the story, the parable, is is because there's got to be at some point, this younger son must have felt so loved, must have felt so provided for, so cared for, Because he wouldn't have thought about his father when he was fighting with the pigs for the food. He wouldn't have thought, oh, you know, my father's home, all the workers have worn enough to eat and here I am fighting. The son must have experienced what it meant to be loved. So that he can see now how lost he was and how far away from the Father he was. And I think that's why we had that empty feeling. That's why we had that feeling of void. We had a feeling of something's missing. We had a feeling of. You know, I, I feel so lost. I, I'm so sad. I, I'm not happy. Perhaps that's because we know deep down that we've been loved from all eternity. That even before we came into existence, God has loved us with an everlasting love. And so, in our lives, when we choose to go on the path that the younger son did to make something of ourselves, to make a name for ourselves, we come to find ourselves very unhappy, very unloved, very alone. Because we we once felt that love. But not anymore. But there is light. Because this son realized. He realized. And he got up and, and he went home. Now I will save the parts about the father until um, next week. Or the week after, when we do um, um, being led and being found. Okay? But for now, I, you know, now that we've seen how the wayward son, the lost son, who has left the father, and by leaving home, he was really leaving his identity, leaving himself, leaving God, leaving who he was to go off to find himself. And isn't that ironic that in trying to find himself, he lost himself. That when we try to redefine and rediscover our identity, it is precisely then that we lose it. That when we say to God, God, thank you, but right now i got to do things my way. It is at those moments when we lose ourselves. Let's take a moment to reflect on our own lives. When were the moments in my life, perhaps when... I try to do that. Oh, I gotta find myself. I gotta do this, I gotta be this, I gotta be this person, be that person. Think about those moments. Walk yourself through it. Take a minute or two right now and just close your eyes and then just walk through those moments in your life. Bring it to the Lord. did you feel? What what were you looking for? What were you longing for? What happened? Take a minute or two. Maybe there were feelings of resistance. No, 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 this is this is what it is. This makes me happy, this, that, this, that. But yet somehow there's there is that sadness. There's that shame. There is that feeling guilty in air quotes because I did X, Y, Z so I don't want to go back And there are times in my life when I committed some sin and I feel shameful so shameful that I didn't want to go to confession because I was afraid I, was, I, I didn't want the priest to judge me I didn't This and that. And and, 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 and so that shame, that shame kept me down. That shame kept me go farther and farther along, farther, more distant, more distant from my home. Until one day when perhaps those sins seemed trivial, those sins, oh yeah, it's bad, but hey, God loves me, right? And to continue on, when we no longer put God in a proper place in our hearts, we soon lose ourselves very tragically. But luckily, the younger son allowed the Spirit to move him, and he went home. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the younger son. I mean, sorry, the, the older son. Because, because we often think of, of the younger son, when we talk about the prodigal son, that this son of his, right, went away and used up all his money and then came back begging for, for forgiveness. Although he never really does, but that's a different, different topic. Um, but he had two sons. The younger son was lost and the was found. But how about the older son? Now, allow me to read the parable again, but this time in its entirety, because yesterday I just read parts of it. Again, if you're following, this is Luke chapter 15, verses 11 Following. Then he said, A man had two sons, and the younger son said to his father, Father, give me a share of your inheritance of the estate that should come to me and so the father divided the property between them. After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he found himself in dire need. So, he hired himself out to one of the local citizens who sent him to his farm to tend the swine. And he longed to eat the, his fill the pods on which the swine fed, but nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough to eat But here I am, dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father, and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you, and no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him, and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, "Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son." But his father ordered his servants quickly bring the finest robe and put it it on put it on him, put a ring on his finger, and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf and slaughter it, then let us celebrate with a feast. Because this son of mine was dead and has come back to life again. He was lost and he has been found. Then the celebration began. Now the older son had been out in the field and on his way back had heard, and he's near his house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of his servants and asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, Your brother has returned, and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. He became angry. And when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father in reply, Look, All these years I served you, and not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never gave even me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughtered a fattened calf. He said to him, My son, you are here with us with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice because your brother was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. older son He stayed home but he was his heart was so far away from the father This older son held onto a lot of resentment and anger even though he stayed by the father's side physically, he also lost who he was. So let's talk a little bit about the older son. All this time when his younger brother was away, what do you think he was doing? We don't know, because it's not written, but we're told by himself, he was slaved for him all these years, all this time. So he must have been working, day in, day out. Again, working, day in, day out. Remember it, when I said in the beginning, a day job, line of five, day job. He was working, he was slaving for him. Maybe he was holding on to a grudge from his, about his brother, because he left him with all this work. Maybe he was upset with his father for giving his brother the inheritance and allowing him to go. And upon hearing the rejoicing and the celebration, the older son is confused. What in the world is going on? So all this dancing, all this... Noise! Like what is going on? So he asks, him, say, yeah, "Come here! What, what, why is the, what's all this noise about?" And, and and the worker tells him, "Your brother has returned, and he and your dad is celebrating because he has come home safe and sound." The first thing that this older son does and feels and thinks is, "What?" Are you kidding me? And he's upset. And he's angry. Perhaps jealous. Perhaps he he didn't understand why his father did the things that he did. Why are you rejoicing when this son spent all your money and now come crawling back home begging you? Why? Why put you through this? That's something we hear today often, no? Why do you put yourself through that? Because you love someone. But this older son did not understand his father because he doesn't know him. If you don't know someone, it's very hard to understand them. If you didn't know that so-and-so had a very traumatic experience when he went to camp, you wouldn't know why he was so tense when, when they talk about sending people to camps. And you would judge them. you say, well, what's his problem? You would judge them because you don't know them. So the older son, he judged the father. He says, how dare you? He says, why are you doing this? He betrayed you. He left you. And then you welcome him back? So even though the older son was with the father all this time, he doesn't know him. Do we know the Father? Do I know that he calls me his beloved son? Do I know that? Do you know that? Do you know that this Father of ours in heaven calls you his beloved son and his beloved daughter? Do you know that? You wouldn't know if you don't know your father. And so, when the older son puts himself a little hissy fit, the dad comes out. Oh, son, you know what? What's wrong? Come in, come in. Again, it is the father who comes out. It is the father who comes to us. It is the Father who seeks us out. It is the Father who seeks us out that gives us these moments of grace, these moments and opportunity to grow ever closer. It is He who draws near to us. And here we see that He comes out. He initiates. He comforts. He consoles. He pleads with His Son. Just imagine that scene. The older son standing outside the house, the door. The dad comes out, come on in, son, come on in. Not a word. The silent treatment, the cold shoulder, nothing. A son standing outside the home, not willing to go in, where there is rejoicing and celebrating because his brother has come back home. This son is resentful, he wants nothing to do with this. He doesn't think that this son returning back is a source, and reason for celebrating, for joyce. He doesn't even know why the son came back. After all, he told what he wanted, right? The money he left. Why are you back here? But the father comes back out and tries to persuade him to go in. It is the father who invites the older son to come in to come in. It is the Father who pleads for reconciliation. It is the Father in heaven who pleads for us to reconcile with Him and to one another. That is why we offer penance, confessions, week after week, because we want to show you that the Father pleads For reconciliation, our father pleads for you to come home, and he is willing to come out, and he is willing to come outside of himself, like this father did, to bring you back in, and that is why he was love you so much that he's willing to become man so that he can draw you to himself. That is the father that we have, the father who calls us his beloved. But do we believe that? Do we know him? Do we accept his invitation. The older son in his pride and his resentment says thanks with no thanks. No thank you. And then the first words that we hear him say to his father isn't look bad. I'm upset, not even that. He says, look, all these years I served you. No that, no greeting. He doesn't even acknowledge the father as his father. And he says, I have served you. What son serves the father in this sense? To this older son, what he had with the father wasn't father's son. It was boss and a worker. I served you. I labored for you. I slaved for you. To him, the father it wasn't his father. It was only a boss with whom he had a contract. All this son was worried about was not disobeying the orders, fulfilling commands, doing all these busy work, but he has failed to do what was most important. And that was to grow in relationship with the Father. And though he was by his side, he lived with him. He was not interested in any relationship with the Father whatsoever. When he work so that I can earn what I deserve. I earned that. It was all me. But the Father comes out and says, Son, my Son, Even after the son disrespected him in such a way, he acknowledges him, My son, you are here with me always. When, Where the son says, Look, I slave for you. The father is saying, My son, I love you. I call you son because I love you. How lost, how lost he must have been. And remember when I said yesterday, in the first part, how there might be some, there's a physical lostness and a spiritual lostness. Though this one may have been close in proximity, but in spirit he was so far away. So far away. And I think in some way, um, this type of lostness is so much more dangerous because this son doesn't even acknowledge or recognize who the father is. The son is so entitled, so prideful, so resentful that in in his eyes there is no father, there is no brother, because if you notice, not once does the older son address the younger son as brother. He says, this son of yours took your money and left. He for him, family was not important. Relationship was not important. What was important was, again, what he could earn with his own hands. What he could feel, what he could see, what he could touch, what he could use. So lost. In their own lives, I'm sure there are times when we can say we were the prodigal son. We we were the younger son when we took advantage of someone and ran with it. But later felt guilty. But I dare say we all also were like the older son. Who in our pride, in our selfishness, in our resentment, in our holding on to grudges, in our unforgiveness. Have turned away from God. Turn away from our brothers and sisters. Turn away from our friends. And turn away from ourselves. And we find ourselves unhappy, unfulfilled sad, always angry, always upset because we lost ourselves. Sometimes we hear them say, I used to be so happy. I used to be so joyful. I used to be so fill in the blank. But now I'm so miserable. And and when that happens, we tend to blame others. Oh, so-and-so hurt me. So-and-so betrayed me. So-and-so lied to me. And so I'm like this. No. You lost yourself. You lost who you were. Because when someone betrayed you, you know deep down that you're supposed to forgive. You're supposed to love that person through the betrayal. Love them through the lies. Love them through the pain. Deep down in your heart, you knew that. But we chose to wallow in, in anger and resentment. And so, we I mean, do, we have come to journey to a distant country, but not physically, but spiritually. We have lost ourselves in that process when we do, the Father comes out and pleads with us. Come in, son. Come in, daughter. I know you're hurting. I know you're in pain. I know you are upset. But come in first and tell me all about it. And it will be okay. We never do know if this older son went back to the Father if he ever went into the house. And that remains a mystery. What about ourselves? Are there any resentments that we are holding on to? Any people who we refuse to forgive? That we're clinging on to? Father invites you today to give it to him so that you can once again find who you are. So that you can once again experience that deep longing that you have in your hearts. He wants you to want, he wants you to once again. To experience the love that he has loved you with. The love that he has created you with. And a love that he hopes you will share with others. But this son was lost. We know that the old the younger son was lost and was found, was dead and has come back to life. But for the older son, We don't know. And we can't infer from anywhere else what might have happened to the older son. But what we can do is to ask ourselves, ask our own hearts, am I the older son? Have I really lost myself? Then invite God, invite the Father to come into your heart, so that He can transform, transform all of that pain into an immense and inscribable love. Because He can do that. He was able to transform the sign of a criminal, the sign of sin and death and he had transformed that into eternal life for us. So whoever looked, looks up and eats the bread that has become his body and the one that has become His blood, that we will be saved. That is the Father who calls us His beloved, my brothers and sisters. That is the Father who calls out to us when we are lost. That still voice when we hear, when we are so down, so far away from Him. When we hear that little, little whisper, that's Him. That's the call of the Father saying, Come home. Come home. but we must learn to receive. The younger son learned to receive forgiveness by the father. The younger son learned to receive love by the father. But the older son could not do that. Fists were clenched couldn't receive we can't receive anything if our hands are clenched tight must be open to receive we can't hug anyone if we're closed off we must be open and receiving to receive and to give that embrace we must learn how to receive in the midst of our lostness. In the midst of our hopelessness. We must learn to receive. We must learn to say, Father, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I feel this way. But here I am. I kneel before you. And I want to receive your love. And he will come into your hearts. But you must want to to receive it. You must want to receive His love. Because he won't, he won't barge in. No. Nope. Because He loves you. He gives you free will. He loves you, so He will not invade your space if you do not wish for Him to come in. But if you welcome Him in, I promise you, your life will change. And you will find yourself rejoicing and celebrating like the younger son and the father and the entire household was. But that is only if you want it. God won't force you because He loves you too much. He wants you to choose. He wants you to want it. Because if He just gave it to you, you won't feel anything but if you choose to receive it, the peace, gosh, the peace that comes with it, you can't describe in words. The peace of knowing that things are tough, but I'll get through it and I'll learn from it and I'll grow from it and I'll become stronger because of it my brothers and sisters, I encourage all of you, wherever you may be, whether you are doing your best to live a faith-filled life, trying to go to the sacraments whenever possible, receiving spiritual communion on Sundays now in, in, in these times, or whether you are lost, whether you have said, I don't believe in God, I don't need him. Or whether you are someone who has tried to come back, but because of your sinfulness, you feel shameful and you want to go away. Whichever stage you are and some who don't know God maybe. Whichever stage you may be in, I encourage you to just sit in a silence and say, Father in heaven, You say that you love me from all eternity. You tell me, and I am told that I am loved with an everlasting love. Please help me feel it. And please help me know it. And please allow me to grow closer to you. So that I may know you. And by knowing you, I may come to understand you. And by understanding you, I may come to tell others about this great love that you have for them. When you do that, not only will you be loved, and not only will you find yourself again, but you will be compelled to tell others about this great love. Let us pray. Loving Father, You love us with an everlasting love. You love us beyond all imagining. Your mercy is endless and boundless and infinite. When we stray from the path of righteousness and the path of love, yet you call us back. Like how you were as a pillar and column of cloud and fire for the Israelites who never abandoned them, you remain for us, our source of life and hope, and never leave us. Give us the courage to never leave you. And give us the strength To follow you, to travel like the Israelites, both day and night, and not seeing this faith of ours as something to be worked, that is not a job, but that is a life to be lived. Teach us, Lord. Teach us to receive your love, and teach us to forgive. Teach us to love and teach us to always turn to You so that we may know who we are, that we may come to believe and know that You call us Your Beloved, so that in knowing that, we may tell others that they too are the Beloved. We ask all this in the most holy name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. My brothers and sisters, thank you for joining me and for listening. And um, I hope this has been okay. Um, The next series is called Being Led and the Gift of Being. And we'll talk about that next week. It will be a similar model where the first video will will be live, but the second will be like this, recorded. So, thank you again, and I hope you join us next time. Be well, stay well. Pray for me, and I'll pray for you. and, And you're always in our thoughts. And always remember, God calls you beloved, and he loves you beyond all imagining. Take care and God bless. For more audios, videos, blog entries, and other resources, please visit us at www.belovedsonministry.org.